0: Hi, I'm your host, Rowan Tonkin, and welcome to Being Planful, the show for FP&A leaders and planning experts.
1: Welcome everybody. We're behind the scenes at Planful Perform 2022. Here in Ari, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Rowan, we can't tell, we can't, we cannot tell Rowan. That's right. We cannot tell Glenn.
0: we rogue. Don't tell anyone, don't tell Rowan that we're doing this. We decided to steal the equipment. We saw it sitting here. Everyone else is eating lunch. So we thought we'd come up here and do a podcast.
1: We totally hijacked it. We totally hijacked it. But behind the scenes, again, we had the first half day of Planful Perform 2022. I'm, Glenn, I don't know about you, man, but I'm absolutely amazed by just in the first half, like we're talking about, we're talking about performance. We're talking about, we got to see some AI, some ML. We're talking about collaboration. I guess when we talk about like performance as it relates to accounting, finance, fp like, that's so evolving right now, right? Like, wh- wh- yeah. what are your thoughts around it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it was a great kickoff this morning. Uh, you know, it's, all the speakers were fantastic to hear from, but the themes of what they're talking about, and really Grant called that out, you know, the three that, that you just spoke of, but, you know, when I think about performance, it is really the number one thing that any leader is talking about, because that's what you are trying to manage. That is, that right. is what you are trying to optimize, and, one of the things that people seem to miss, and this is across every organization I've ever been a part of, or every organization I've ever seen, is everyone talks about people, but they don't think about the technology and how technology can really go and drive performance. Thanks. And the real, where the future is going, and I think this is where Planful is trying to get there, and I'm not trying to make a Planful plug, this <laughs> isn't Planful commercial, but the one thing that I am impressed with is that it's really about the balance of people and technology. Yes. Because if you think about it, what you pay in technology is really the equivalent of about one, maybe one and a half people. Yes. But how many times do you go over and say, okay, okay, if we're going to go and go and start doing these new features, these new things to, that are required of our business, we're going to need three or four people. <laughs> You're spending as a company so much more money and then you have people turnover. And the one thing I'll tell you is technology doesn't quit on you. Well, okay, let me, it could break down and (laughs) it could, I guess. (laughs) But the whole idea is that you could spend less money if you invest in the right technology. And it's the right balance between the people and the technology. Let the technology do the things that people can't do. Or let me rephrase that, that people can do, but it's repetitive and people don't want to do. And then the stuff that technology can't do, the analysis, the communication. That's what the people really go in, especially for them to start thinking forward about where is it going. You, technology is great, but now, especially with the new AI, it can actually now start helping you think about what is next. Yes. Where should you be going? Where Where should those new ideas be coming from? Facts,
1: facts. Yeah, and I mean, you, you talked about so much important stuff, and I, I know for me, like... Uh, what I do at Fresh fp and it's, it's actually one of my thing, performance is, is one of the most important things. And yeah. when you look at the office of the CFO and you look at like the golden age that Grant was talking about, that accounting, finance, fp teams are venturing outside the business to unite the business and bring them together, that focus has to be on performance. Because the business has that same objective as well, right? Sales has that high performance culture that they're driving. Marketing has that high performance. Finance needs to make sure when we're building out those partnerships and we're developing our value proposition in the business, we got to keep that same level of high performance. That's and right. I think it's so difficult now with with all the different things that CFOs and VPs of finance and directors of FP&A are juggling right now. Is like, what is that performance milestone, right? Like when you look at a SaaS business and you look at Rule of Forty, you look at hitting hundred million dollars of ARR. There's all these different performance metrics inside and outside of the business. It's like finance has to hold themselves to that same level of high performance, right? And you talked about it, that people and that platform combination inside of the organization to drive that value proposition of high performance, like CFOs, everybody watching it right now, like you have to define what does high performance mean to our accounting finance FP&A team. I mean, you you hit the hit it right on the head. And you also talked about AI and ML, right? Like. That is such a, a game-changing value proposition, and everybody has it, everybody talks about it, and I think to me, I don't know if everybody has it, yet. Yeah, yeah, well everybody- Everyone's it,
0: talking about it though. Everybody yeah. talks about it, yeah. and yeah.
1: I, I've, I'm starting to see this swell in just the overall technology space of like, hey, we have AI, ML inside of our platform, but really do you though?
0: And are you using it in the right way? Exactly. But here's the real funny thing, is that yes, AI and ML are kind of where the future's going, and yes, the performance is the output, but it's that third piece that you brought up to begin, the collaboration. Yes. That is the first step. Right. You have to go over, it's not just collaborate. A lot of times people think, oh yeah, you know what, we need, finance needs to be talking with accounting. Well, yes, you do. They're a, bit, they're a good business partner. And finance needs to be talking with HR. Yes, that, that's true too. But finance needs to be talking with the leadership of the organizations that you are supporting. And to make sure that you're all moving in the same direction. Yep. Because exactly. that's where the goals are going to come from. And it's one of the things that I know, Chris, you and I are both actually speaking tomorrow, yep. and you know, you're doing something that's very near and dear to my heart, <laughs> which is around uh, using sympathy when, or not sorry, sympathy, empathy, yeah. wrong word there, empathy when you are going out and dealing with the business. And what I'm actually talking about is developing a three-year strategy for the business, which is really, that key factor, where are you today and where are you going to go? And make sure everybody's aligned to move in the same direction, because if you do that, now your performance is going to go up because just like that old Viking ship where everybody's rowing in the same way, (laughs) when everyone's rowing at the same time in the same direction, you move much faster than when everyone's going out trying to do their own thing. So it's that collaboration that has to kick it off, that planning, the strategy, where are you trying to get to, and make sure that we're all going to go in the same place then you start going over and can see that performance really
1: come into play. Definitely, I mean, Glenn, you talked about it, man. I think where collaboration to me means so many different things, to so many different industries, to so many different CFOs, but at the end of the day, collaboration should just be within the accounting, finance. You gotta venture outside of that group, right? You gotta come outside, and I think this whole mantra of better together is so fitting for the overall approach you should be taking because you know, I remember a quote and a mentor of mine told me this, he said, if you want to move fast, move alone. If you want to move further, move together. That's right. And that's, I mean, it's like, that's that, that's so impactful, right? And when we're doing our forecasting, doing our budgeting, working in our, you know, all the different things that we're doing, like, we need to make sure that we're bringing in our, our accounting people, our sales people, our marketing our HR. And if there's one thing that I look from one of the outcomes of the pandemic that brought to business was that finance can be at the, the C, the office of the CFO can be at the front navigating that ship, but we have to have the chief human resource officer, the CRO, the marketing officer, all these other new officer titles that are created, but we have to be in the forefront to like move and navigate the complexity, the risk. And I think to me, it's like, Collaboration is one of those really important seeds. There's also connection, there's also communication, and there's also creating a community, right? A community of finance and non-finance people working together to roll this ship in the direction that we need to go. And like, that's what you talked about is like that collaboration aspect of it is it tooled with the, the AI, tooled with the platforms, And having that in like one centralized place where you can do all that. Sales can interact with finance and finance, like you don't have to send this Excel spreadsheet and you have to add this person and they can't see this file and they're granting access. Like having all of that piece of it together, I think creates such a compelling value proposition that CFOs need to be thinking about.
0: No, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we in FP&A also have to remember is we're not driving the business. We don't interact directly with customers. We're not generating revenue. And so we have to recognize when it comes to where are we trying to go? What are those goals that we want to hit? It doesn't start with finance, it starts with the collaboration with the business, with the marketing teams, the sales teams, the product management teams. Those are the people you got to be talking to to say, where are you trying to go with the business? What are your goals and how do I help you get there? And that is really the basis of where the strategy needs to go because finance, as much as we love to think, that we are the most critical area of the organization. Uh, we, we're, we're which pretty, I get it. We're and pretty I, VIP right. people. Okay. Right. But the thing is, is that if you don't have salespeople out there bringing in new revenue, and you don't have product people designing, enhancements, new project, you're, busy, you're out of business. Yeah. You know, there aren't any businesses out there where it's FPA is the business. Yeah. Because we are an internal support group, and the whole role is, is, for us is to... Recognize we try and make the people who are out there in the business do their jobs better. Give them better information to make better decisions so they can make a better company. And we are an integral part to that, but that collaboration must take place. Yeah. And that to me is that's where, where it all has to start.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think you, you talked about a great topic in that, right? And like one of the key takeaways I just took away from you on that is like, Finance has to get outside and learn the business, right? Oh
0: absolutely. I mean I've
1: talked about this all the time. I, I had the I had the joy of like being and talking with some other thought leaders and that was one topic that we talked about is that when you look at finance, like yeah, there's there's important knowing IFRS, US GAAP, and you gotta know that a depreciation entry is debit depreciation. Yeah, you gotta know all that stuff. But one of the most important things I think like that finance at PNA to be thinking about is like understanding the business, Yes. right? Like there's one thing in learning your rolling forecasts and doing your run rates and doing all this stuff. But if you don't know the business, it's like, how can you come to that collaboration when you're sitting across from that VP of sales and they're talking about, you know, a market opportunity that they want to penetrate, they want more investment dollars. And all you're looking at is from is like, nope, we only have this, we have this policy, we can't invest here. You gotta know the business. And like you just talked about, without like learning the business, you don't come to the table as a FP&A person in that collaboration. The business won't take you serious, right? Like they just won't.
0: That's right. And I think what it starts with because we in finance, when we start saying, wait a second, I don't know, this is a software business or a biotech firm or whatever it happens to be. It's a little scary. It's not our, you know, our comfort zone to go out and learn that. The best way to go and do it is understand the business drivers. Yeah. What are the metrics that are behind there that, that the business is really trying to be measured by? What is it that's driving those business? Because now, now you're talking numbers. Now you're talking finance, to start making those connections, say, wait, hold on, I'm comfortable with numbers. I understand trends, I understand, you know, what is, you know, how I could write analysis and be able to forecast out based on what I'm seeing. And now when you start doing that with business metrics, you start learning the business. That way and you start adding those values to the business leaders so the first thing that, that you should be thinking about whenever you start a new role you go into a new company or you're you know you're gonna take over a new new group the number one question you ask your business partners what are the key metrics that are driving your business
1: facts facts fact I mean you you have to know that right and I think for me like that even like talks about the previous topic we talked about here with performance right like mm-hmm. it's one thing knowing the performance metrics right right but there's another thing of like communicating and collaborating those performance metrics to a non-finance person, right? 100%. And that and that and I've seen it and I in my career I had the opportunity of like I've seen the impact of like when you're able to do that and you're able to sit across with a VP of sales, an HR person, accounting, operation, you name the business partner that you want to bring in mm-hmm. and you're able to communicate, you're able to partner with them, you're able to drive that performance conversation in a topic and speak their language, right? That's right. And to me, I think FPNA now is so much about understanding the business language and less about the finance language right and i know that's crazy to say and then people may be like who's this guy saying this but yeah like when you think about the language that we need to understand that is driving impact and the performance inside of organization making us collaborative you've got to understand that business language. And you've got to understand it to a point that you can communicate it to somebody that never took an accounting or finance class before.
0: And then you need to take it to a whole nother level on top of that, so 100% agree with you, Chris. But now put yourself in the CFO's role. The CFO, if they need some, if they need a solution, they don't want someone to just give them the numbers. They want them to give them the story about what's going behind, Facts, behind the numbers. Yeah, What's really going on is oftentimes the CFO has a particular project or a you know something that that's going on that they are looking at. They don't want to start bringing in the business because maybe what they're looking at maybe is a you know to diverse, you know, or to divest the business from you know from a particular area or maybe you are looking at an acquisition. You can't go out and start bringing in a whole bunch of business people and start getting their thoughts. They need to go to an FPA a team who could understand what those business drivers are, who could understand the direct of that business through the metrics, create the forecast, and make sure the CFO is seeing the right picture. Because that's where the value is starting to come in. And that's even just keeping that within finance. Yeah. And so when we start talking about the value of FPNA, it's not about finance. I mean as much as we think a budget is critical <laughs> and the budget variance report, yes, they have to get out and there is a, a you know, they are a staple of what we do. But the value added projects are what's driven from the CFO. And if you are not connecting the business to the financial data through business drivers and metrics, you are going to completely miss the story.
1: Oh, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. And I think like, to where we talked about AI and ML, I think like that is a great place, right? To get a lot of that business understanding, right? Like when you think about like a high performance and partnership accounting finance FP&A team, right? Gone are the days of having that superstar, high talented FP&A person, churning and burning through Excel. I remember going through that. And I'm probably sure everybody watching this right now can go through that moment that you've had of like churning and burning through that Excel file. Maybe it's that budget report, maybe it's that uh, you know de- department level summary that you're doing or that Excel sheet that takes eight hours to upload. And that's where it's like, when you want to understand those and now you can harness AI and machine learning to like, Produce the insights that you need, right? Like you don't want that person going through this data, pulling it from Salesforce, pulling it from Bamboo, pulling it from Zendesk, right? Why not leverage AI and machine learning to do all of that process to data to information, then put your then put your people to say, okay, based on what the, the AI, the machine learning algorithms produce, it said like, okay, this would be the most uh, uh you know spin that we should have in marketing, right? Now you've got the baseline of people to incorporate them now to understand what does this mean for the business, how can we translate this to the business, and what impact in the future right. is it gonna have. And I think to me, like, I've always been an AI and machine learning nerd. I'm a I have it on my LinkedIn where it says I'm an evangelist, and I see it, that is the value add up. It. Oh, it's to get you yeah. to a point to where you don't have your people doing these low-value, mundane, and listen to me guys, if you have your high talented FPA person doing that, they're already looking for a job right now. Like they're Well,
0: they're, I, oh. I think that's the whole thing. So let's bring this back for our audience here because most of our audience are FPNA people. Yep. The companies don't always have the ability to invest in technology when they want as often as they want. Yeah. Many people are still working on those large Excel models. Now, I mean, of course, which there's a lot of issues with that because you get, you know, human error comes into play. The rest errors, right, but no, but those at least get called out in Excel. <laughs> yeah. What about when you go over and you want to refer to cell D5 and you accidentally click on E5? You know, and those are much harder to find. I think we all can relate yes. when we've done all that manual work.
1: It's a pain point, Glenn. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, exactly. I mean, and the thing is, is that most companies are still there. Yeah. And the question is, is how do you move beyond that? Mm -hmm. And that's when I think you need to go over and take a step back and say, wait a second, what is it that's going to take us to that next level? What is that next year, that next two years, that three years, coming back to that three year strategy? Mm -hmm. What are we going to have to do? And understand, you don't make that change overnight. You have to start with an RFP process come up with what your requirements are, what you need out of a system. Go look at systems, have the system present back to you, figure out the right one, and right. then you got a 4 to 6 months installation potentially there, mm-hmm. and then you got training and everything else. So once you start thinking about this, you're still probably a year away. Yeah. And you got to set the right expectation. But to understand the possibilities. That's Chris what, what you love were that. hitting on. I love is you got to be t- thinking about not just how do I manage my business? so that I could do what I need to do today and tomorrow. You need to be thinking about how do I manage my business so I can start making sure that what I'm doing today and tomorrow is done in a much better way next year. Yes. And that's that's the thing that most people don't think about. Everyone's so caught up in, I have to perform, I have to get that performance level out from the, you know, that production level out from the organization. And I need to do that. I don't have time to be thinking forward but you have to remember, we're financial planning yes. and analysis. <laughs> it is our job to be looking forward. We and if you are TV. not looking forward, you're not doing your job. We
1: got I mean, Glenn, you knocked it right out the park, man. And I think like this brings up like an Achilles heel to most accounting finance FP&A CFOs. Like, we, Traditionally, are the lagging in adopting tools and technology. I think I looked at an interesting Ooh. stat earlier today, and it said there's going to be over 15 billion dollars invested in tools and technologies in the office of the CFO. That's right. Like 15 billion. I don't know about you guys, but that's a lot of money. I want to do like my Austin Powers, 15 billion. Like I want to do that. But what what that says to me is like the markets understand now. The business understands that. Finance, accounting, FPNA need to move away from being lagging in technology adoption and be early adopters of tools and technology, right? Because yeah. I mean to me, to me, like I've always looked at tools and I'm a technology nerd. Like I love any new tool, I'm always investigating and learning about it. But I look at it as like that's the ampl- that's what amplifies us, right? Because we don't have the opportunity yeah. like sales and marketing. Sales and marketing, sales is going up. They hire more salespeople, right? Right. If sales are going up in accounting, finance, FENA, we're not hiring more people.
0: No. Right. No, but we got to build out the scale so that when the other businesses do hire, we can still manage the business, and right. that's that's the the value that we need to bring. Yeah. But I think one of the things that, you know, while we're here, we're here at the Planful conference, and again, not a Planful plug. We want to be careful mm-hmm. of that, but. When you start thinking about technology, people get afraid of the cost. Thanks. And Thanks. what I could tell you is, I've used Planful at a couple of companies, uh-huh. but I've also seen other similar competitors: AnaPlan, Netsuite, uh, you know, Adaptive. They're all you know really good systems. So again, not plugging one over the other, but. You could probably go and get, do an installation, get 50 you know, employees, have a couple data feeds, or I'm sorry, 50 employees access to the system, a couple data feeds, for about 200, 250,000 a year in license yep. fees. Now think about that. That's effectively like hiring one director with all-in expenses. Yeah. yeah. So hire one person or bring in the technology. Thanks, man that can go over and move your organization for the next five years. Yes. And most yes. likely, if you're looking at how are we going to handle all this international expansion or this growth that we're seeing or whatever it is, you're probably going to be needing to hire three or four more people. So is that really where you want to invest? Is that where you want to say, I want to put my money in people who can leave at any time. The cost continues to go up. Yep. Or do I want to go over and say let's maybe reevaluate how we leverage our people and leverage our technology to make a more efficient organization? And that's what the CFO is really thinking Fire, about.
1: Fire, Glenn. I mean that that right there is like that is everything, right? Because I like all the CFOs, VPs of finance out there looking. I think what Glenn and then just summer like saying that is like. Stop putting people to solve very simple business problems that a platform can do. Like That's right. we gotta stop that mindset. I mean, I you know I, I see people all the time, and like you you know they're like, oh, we got a problem in our budgeting, like just hire more, like. We have to stop that traditional mindset. Like, quit solving people to solve business problems, like simple business problems. And that's where I think that platform adoption. I think really moving to, you know, not being laggers around it, but being early adopters and finding the right tool and platform that builds that scale, right? That's right. Because there's those superstar, and probably we're talking to them right now, that want to use these new tool and technologies. They want to use, they want to have a culture of high performance, right? They want to leverage AI and machine learning. Yep. They want to be business partners that collaborate to drive actionable outcomes in an organization. These are the, This is the talent that wants that. So why not be that, that office of the CFO entering the golden age by having a tool and platform and solution that builds that scale with you, right? Like we should be thinking about just as the business is, scalability in our people, our processes, our partnership, our platform, our performance, and our profit optimization strategy. I know at Fresh F P what I do, that's exactly what I talk about. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I consult on. I've worked with many different organizations around that. And those are those six critical P's to build financial transformation in an organization. And
0: so I'm gonna give our listeners out there a little bit of career advice. Because I know- so a I lo- some knowledge on it, Glenn. I know a lot of people are thinking, yeah, that's great but I don't even know what's out there and I don't have any power, I'm not, you know, I'm not the CFO, I'm not the senior VP or VP of FPA. Right. How can I make this change? You know what? You lead. Everybody can lead. So go out, take it upon yourself to go and take a look at some other systems. You could go just to their websites. I now mean, just rattled off four of these different companies yeah. and take a look at what's out there. Ask them for a demo. You can just, the sales guys are more than happy to go do <laughs> demos, Everybody. let me tell you no, that. No, no, no. Go figure it out on your own. Then make a pitch back to your VP or your senior VP or your CFO and say, I was looking at this. I think this is a way we could do this better. Yes. And if you do that now, you're not just solving where the business is going to go, but now you're looking within that organization, that CFO saying, hey, you have a vision. You went out, you took some initiative, you researched it, you're going to help us move in a direction that we weren't even thinking about. That is the best way to move your career forward because now you're acting like a leader rather than saying, hey, you tell me what what spreadsheet you want me to go create and I'll go and do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think in closing and like, capturing this off, right? Like tying this all back together, right? I think we, you know, high performance is, is one thing that needs to be the top of the mind of the office of the CFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about leveraging AI machine learning and other platform solutions to build that scalability inside of organizations. And I think the third pillar and really most important things is, is this collaborational aspect right. of it. And, you know, and Glenn, what you talked about, it doesn't matter if you're a junior FA, senior FA, whatever your title is. You have the opportunity to go take tactics and strategies and 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 use this knowledge that you want to gain to really translate what that value proposition is to the business. Because oh by the way, the those three elements that we talked about are no longer the must-haves of businesses. Like those are the baseline of what businesses are wanting. It's the baseline of where I think the value proposition of fp is going. So, Glenn, what are your closing thoughts around those three?
0: You know what, I think it, it comes back to, again, the concept of financial planning and analysis. Yeah. We get so caught up in the analysis, we get so caught up in the financial side, we forget about the planning. And we have to do that planning for ourselves. And if we are not going to do that, no one else in the company will. Yeah. And, and that to me is just really what ties it together where you get all the, you know, whether you're talking about where are you going and how would you incorporate machine learning? How can you en- enhance the performance of the group? How do you go out and collaborate with all the other organizations that you're working with? You have to start thinking together. Go get, you know, in F P A, your next team meeting, your next, you know, one-on-one with your boss, go to a whiteboard. Draw some of the stuff out. Here's the issues that we're having. Here are the things we need to get better at. Here's what's dragging us down that doesn't allow us to do these value-added things that we need to be doing Thanks. that we don't have the staff to do right now. Yeah. And then you go and say, how do we solve these? And you think, is it a solution? Is it more people? You got to figure out, know, you a technological solution or is it more people? And you figure out what the right balance is and you start moving down that path. Yep. And the most important thing is, and we've talked about this for the last year on these podcasts be proactive. Yes. Don't wait for someone to come over and tell you. Take initiative. Exactly, because that's how you move forward, that's how you make a difference, and that's, that's where the impact in FPA really comes from. Yeah.
1: Hey, I hope you guys all enjoy this. Uh, I know Rowan's not here, so hey, don't DM him, don't tell him. We went totally rogue. Glenn, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure. Chris, You're the great man. seeing you. And make sure, to, make sure to check us out, uh, the Being, Fan, Being Planful podcast. There's many more episodes on uh, the, the podcast and everything. If you haven't already, make sure to follow Glenn. He's everywhere on LinkedIn. He's and the man. Chris. Make sure and Chris. And that check fresh out, FP&A. Make sure to check that out. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be live here at Planful Perform 2022. It's a fire, Brent, and we're bringing everybody together. Thank you. Thank you.